Good morning. It's Friday, January 1st. I'm Lucas Dixon, and here are today's headlines from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Our top story. Amid the health care misery of 2020, lawmakers in both the Georgia legislature and Congress finally acted to curb surprise medical bills. As of New Year's Day, state law will protect hundreds of thousands of insured Georgia patients from being stuck with bills after emergency room visits. A year from now, the federal measure will extend protections against surprise medical bills to more than half the people in Georgia. Both laws are a big step, following years when lawmakers retreated before powerful insurance companies and doctors' groups that feared laws that could hinder them from making money. It's about time, said Jim Hopkins, who fought his son Joey's ambulance and doctor bills after Joey died from a hiking accident. I'm glad they passed the laws. It's not right. What's more, in another step to help Americans know in advance what health care will cost, starting January 1st, hospitals must post prices for many of their goods and services online. In virus news, lagging behind virtually every other state in administering the COVID-19 vaccine, Georgia has expanded the list of people eligible for inoculation amid record numbers of newly confirmed and suspected coronavirus cases. Under new protocols announced Thursday, Georgia will offer the vaccine to people age 65 or older, as well as police officers and firefighters, in parts of the state where most healthcare workers and residents of long-term care facilities have already received their initial shots. Officials are still working out details on where and how these vaccinations will be distributed. But in other regions, including Metro Atlanta, many healthcare workers and others at the highest risk of contracting the virus are still waiting more than two weeks after the vaccine was first administered. The state's public health commissioner, Dr. Kathleen Toomey, said the risk of damaging excess supplies is too high to move them in bulk from one location to another. In other news, U.S. Senator David Perdue said Thursday he was forced to quarantine after being exposed to the coronavirus, scrambling the final days of a runoff campaign for control of the U.S. Senate. In a statement, the Republicans' campaign said he and his wife Bonnie tested negative for COVID-19 on Thursday morning and are isolating as a precaution. After learning, they had been in close contact with an unidentified member of his staff who contracted the disease. It meant that Purdue was sitting out a joint campaign event scheduled Thursday evening with U.S. Senator Kelly Loeffler, but it's not immediately clear how it will shape the rest of the busy campaign schedule ahead of Tuesday's vote. He scheduled more stops on a statewide bus tour over the weekend and was set to appear with President Donald Trump on a runoff eve rally on Monday. And finally, Republicans have lofty expectations for President Donald Trump's runoff eve rally in Dalton, U.S. Senators David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler want Trump to promote their campaigns and persuade supporters who believe his falsehoods about widespread voter fraud to cast ballots in Tuesday's runoffs for control of the U.S. Senate. But state Republicans fear he can also inflict more harm than good by continuing to claim a rigged election and deepening his war with state GOP officials that will threaten the sense of unity that the two incumbents are trying to protect. And as Trump prepares for his final campaign rally of the election season, no one can be certain what he'll do or say in the heart of deeply conservative Northwest Georgia territory, where he'll be hailed by thousands of supporters as a conquering hero. That's all for today. Check back each weekday morning for more from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution or go to AJC.com. Have a great day.